Hey, welcome into the Irish NFL show. Can you believe it's week seven of the 2022 NFL season? My name is Michael McQuaid, and I am joined with Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary, and back from Pyongyang, it's Mark Cockerville. First off, uh, Thursday Night Football coming up, and we decided this week to go with a little audio only because uh, Colin was getting ready. He's going on late late this weekend, so we just wanted to give him some time before uh, before he done that. Is this a, is this the guest column or in in the audience or what's what's your plan? Uh, it's a, a pre uh, Christmas special. Michael going to be talking in with Dustin the the turkey about how to prepare for Christmas in the uh, new sort of uh, blackouts that we are facing. What to do if you have a blackout on Christmas Day and how you're going to prepare the turkey. I mean, I'm the one in the north. Like to be fair, there be no blackouts in the Republic. I'd say it'll be grand. But uh, Brian, is still is Dustin the turkey still a thing? I, I used to think Saki was, but is this are we going down a rabbit no, hole here? No, Dustin is is the den still on? No, the den is long gone, Michael. But Dustin does tend to make his uh, yearly appearance, and it tends to come on the late night around early December when the children's show is on or something along those lines. And you're talking about Christmas the Day. children's show. <laughs> Well, you're talking about Christmas Day blackouts, and maybe the way things are going, you would be happy about Christmas Day blackout because I think the Broncos are due to play on Christmas Day at the Rams. That game was hyped up for a long time. Two teams that are going in the wrong direction. That that's that's harsh, Brian. That's harsh. At, but the, I mean, at Brian, the time of recording as well, Mark. At the time of recording, and we've got the evidence here as well. The one thing Mark I'll say is the conversation we just had around lately at the Den Saki, etc., is probably more interesting than Cliff Kingsbury. Am I right in saying? I I think that's 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 also harsh, Michael. I'm just amazed that Brian hasn't spent all his money he's made from being the voice of Dustin all over all these years. Um, you know his performance in the Eurovision was particularly telling. So, uh, you know, Brian Brian spread the wealth. You good thing, yeah. And now Sweet. and now fronting the Fontaines DC. <laughs> Love hate was not the TV show. Ah, Jesus, right. Anyway, um, back to the action. Come on, <laughs> Thursday night football. Uh, the action, uh, Cardinal Saints. I have to say, it's better than last Thursday night's offering, which was the Bears against um, the, the Commanders. The Washington Commanders. And if you think if you think the Cardinal Saints is bad, just you wait to Monday night because the Bears are going up against. If you're zappy and you know it, clap your hands. Can't wait for that. Uh, Cardinals start this game as two point favorites. Um, Let's before we get our picks, let's talk about each team because it's a podcast and we don't want to take the rip talking for nine minutes and getting out. And we really appreciate people that are that are listening to this podcast. We were ranked above Gary Neville last week, Colin. Now let's get your Gary Neville style analysis uh, in this game. Cardinals. Uh DeAndre Hopkins is coming back by the sounds of or he's active at least. Um Two point favorites on the handicap, meaning they're the favorite for the game. Do you think their value, in the sense of just as a fan, do you think they're the favorite for this game? Because it's a difficult Saints team they're going up against. Yes, they lost against the Bengals, but they still put over twenty points up against the Bengals, uh, and they're a team that you should be feared of, especially when Taysom Hill can run around you. Uh, yeah, twenty points. Imagine, imagine that. What a magical score! Well, uh, I didn't want to say. I wanted to say twenty six, but I wasn't sure if it was twenty six. No, was it twenty six? 
I'm just jealous of any team that can score, uh, you know, more than 16, Michael, in fairness. Look, they say, you know, money can't buy you love or happiness. Well, if you're Jeff Bezos, it can't buy you a decent Thursday night game either, apparently, because this is the third in a row that it is difficult to get excited about. Yes, it should be better uh, than what the Colts and the Broncos served up um, and, you know, what... um, what, what the, the Bears put everyone through last week. But these are two teams who have disappointed thus far, both two and four, um, both dealing with injuries. Both have questions probably around their respective head coaches. Um, and, and both, you know, it, it, it's interesting because these are both veteran teams. You know, there, there's not a huge number of, of rookies that are that you're looking at. Um, there's, there's a few, but most of the, these rosters are, are made up with veteran guys. And uh, at the, the time of recording, I can see why the cards are, I suppose, favoured because Saints have ruled out Michael Thomas again, uh, Landry and Marshawn Lattimore. So that's huge losses uh, for, for them. But then you look at the cards and, you know, you've got Kyler Murray. He's thrown for six touchdowns and uh, he has four interceptions in terms of throwing. Uh, so it's um, it, it's tough to, to know who might win um, this. You're, you're looking at it and wondering what way it is going to, to go. Brian, is Cliff Kingsbury the worst head coach in the NFL at the moment? I wouldn't go that far, Michael, but um, I certainly don't think he's helping himself with. I mean, his offense is like I, I'm. I'm a Broncos fan saying this. His offense is worryingly atrocious, and that's coming from someone that has to watch Nathaniel Hackett. It is Kingsbury Michael. has to be in borrowed time. No, it is, but he's not helping himself either, Michael. We touched on it on Monday show. They lost nineteen nine last week, and they had three fourth down, sorry, four fourth down opportunities with short yardage in positions where essentially they could be kicking field goals. And I know they've had their problems with Amadona, and he's obviously since been replaced, and, and Blankmanship has been brought in previously with the Colts for this game. But there were still opportunities to take points. You take in even two of those field goals, and you're putting yourself at 15 points. You know, it's a completely different swing of a game. He should have been taking points like Pete Carr was doing. Belichick has been doing it in other games, like, for example, against the Lions. Accumulate points, put yourself in a position to win. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to play aggressive, attractive offensive football, but sometimes... You need to do the smart thing and take the points when they're on offer. Um, a columnist touched on players injured for Saints. There's also other players that have been since ruled out. Adam Troutman, tight end, has been ruled out. Offensive guard Andres Pete, who hasn't got a break this season, is also ruled out. They are, I mean, they're decimated at this stage. And this week has been an unusual week for the Cards because the pressure is on Kingsbury, but there's also been a lot of wide receiver conversations. The Andre Hopkins is back for this game, huge plus. Will he hit the ground running? But Hollywood Brown has gone for the season. And Robbie Anson, after his sideline rant and petty behaviour at the weekend for the Panthers, has since been trading. He'll make his debut in this game. And on his day, he can be a good over-the-top weapon. So I can see why the Cardinals are favourites for this game. I think the Saints, with all these injuries, are going to find it very difficult to beat a Cardinals team that is struggling. But at the same time, they win, they'll go 3-4 and four in a division where you've got the 49ers and Rams at 3-3. Three and three. Tree tree. Um Mark, that Hollywood Brown thing went well, didn't it? Um the Cardinals, in terms of their uh offense, as we've been talking about their their bottom five offense on third down this season, they're the fifth worst team in the league 
on third down with only a 34.1% conversion rate with a quarterback with like Kyler Murray who's so athletic and probably one of the most athletic quarterbacks and dynamic quarterbacks in the league this is a bit concerning going into this game because they've got all these weapons even though they've got some injuries they've got enough weapons to get the ball down the field it's not happening for them some of these games um, and also Call of Duty was released today so will Kyler be there on Thursday night is the question well I mean he might not have been watching any film on the Saints defence uh, but uh, he he will certainly be there I mean, Hair no, package. it sounds like the perfect team to play on Thursday night last two games yeah, the last two games we've had a 12-9 and 12-7. So uh, it, we, we're gearing up for another offensive masterpiece. But look, as Brian alluded to, hair, you know, help has been coming. Um, Robbie Anderson coming across, he's still a very serviceable wide receiver, even though he had a bit of a rant. But D-Hop coming back. I mean, the connection between Murray and D-Hop has been proved uh, ever since he moved to Arizona. And they've got to hope that that kickstarts their season and kickstarts that offense a little bit more. Look, the reality is at two and four, both of these teams should be going, God, this is a must-win game. But the reality is both of them, as again, Brian, I think you mentioned about, like especially uh, the, the West there, but in the South as well, they're only one game out of the divisional lead. Like that's how bad these two divisions have been. And therefore, one good run gets them on the way. Um, we talk sometimes about the Panthers a few years back being three, eight and one, winning four on the bounce to finish the season and making the playoffs. Like, it's happened in the NFC East. We talked about the NFC Least, obviously, a couple of seasons ago. Similarly, either of these divisions, I'd like to think the Rams or 40, well, Rams probably more than anyway, are going to come to strength. And you still think the Bucks are going to come good at the moment, in some time. It hasn't happened so far, though. So these teams could still have hope for the future. Um, for the cards, though, Michael, I'll say they're trying to snap a pretty unwanted streak. They've lost their last eight games at home, which I think is their franchise worst record of all time. So, you know, home comforts haven't been there. Obviously, the noise around Kingsbury continues to grow. Um, but if ever they're going to have an opportunity to, to change that, getting that talent in on wide receiver, looking at the people that the Saints are missing, especially Lattimore, it's going to be critical. And as Brian mentioned, like they don't have, uh, well, they've got plenty of in Ross Common. They don't have any Pete on their offensive line either. So that's going to be a problem Come for the Saints. We, and we, maybe we, the Cards plenty of good listeners from Ross Common, Mark. Plenty of good listeners from Ross Common. And that reminds me of the one time I was in Ross Common, coming home from a wedding. And uh, I stopped in the centre and got a southern fried chicken roll. And I genuinely couldn't understand a word they were saying. So up the Rossies. And, and I won't have any. Uh, Negative talk for Ross Common on this podcast. You're a Waterford man or a Wexford man, I'm glad to believe, yeah? I'm, I'm a Wexford man. I'm not saying that there's anything bad with Ross Common. I'm just saying they have lots of peaks. Like, that's that's a reality. That's a, that's a geographical fact. What One last point, Michael, is uh, the running game, by the way. Uh, Saints running game has had to carry them the last couple of weeks. You know, obviously, Andy Dalton's been in place of James Winston, who hasn't started so well. But it has shown signs of life in the last couple of weeks. So that, again, would seem to be what they're going to have to lean on to make it any kind of inroads in this game tonight. If anybody was going to get a Copper's Gold card column, it's Chris Olave. Really, really good start to season for him. 
two receiving touchdowns in five games played so far this season. But over nearly 400 yards on 25 catches. He's looked fresh coming into this season. Um, this is a really intriguing game. And I, I like this game. Is it time to make picks or can we talk about the Saints more just to annoy Mark talking about the missing of Lattimore and Ross Common? What do you want to do, Colin? Well, I, I think for for the Saints, I suppose, and, and this is the way it starts, is probably a testament again to Sean Payton and his genius at, at times. The, the Saints... Under, under Dennis Allen, we knew the defense should be good. Um, at, at times, they have been very good. At other times, they've fallen away. They, at, for a stretch against the Bucs, looked like they might win that game and then obviously got distracted by the, the fight. They looked like they you know, were capable of, of beating the, the Bengals until uh, Jamar Jason, Joe Burrow, uh, rolled, rolled it back and looked like the, the national championship game again. For for the Saints though, where where are they going in terms of QB? That is the the question because I I don't think the long term QB answer is on um that roster at the moment, and obviously the Eagles um hold their their pick, uh, which I think right now is uh, in the the top ten. So uh, it it feels like. This is a Saints team that can be very dangerous. And obviously, um, you know, they have um, different ways at, at, at QB, but it almost feels like wildcard is, is nearly their best option because I, I really don't think that Jameis or Andy Dalton are franchise QBs in this league. Brian, the thing that both these teams have gone for them, um, oh, you know what, let's just call them, make your pick, my friend, who have you got? Uh, I, I, I really. This is one where you you could really make a case for either of, of these two teams uh, winning it because neither have been particularly impressive this this season, and uh, I, I was leaning towards the Saints earlier in the week, um, but the injury news coupled with the fact um, that. They, their defense, while it's been good at times, they have not forced turnovers this year. And they have one interception through the, the first six games. And even though I expect them to, to get pressure on Murray, I think with the with Hopkins coming back, and I, I don't I don't know if we'll see any of Robbie Anderson. We may see a couple of snaps as, as a deep threat. We've kind of seen that a few times where players have come in and maybe they play three snaps and they just use them totally as, as a deep threat to stretch a defense. I still think the cards should have enough to, to turn things around. I'm not going to be surprised if the, the Saints were to win it, but I'm going to say the cards move to three and four. That's us now. Hi. Brian, who have you got? Uh, one thing we haven't touched on is, despite Kingsbury's frustrations with his offence and the scrutiny he's getting from the, the fans and the media, their defence has been a pleasant surprise this year. They're, they're ranked eight in the league. Um, there wasn't a lot expected of them this coming into this season. Um, we saw a lot of high-scoring games last year where our defence couldn't stop teams coping down the field. That hasn't been the case for a large part of this season. It's actually held them and kept them in a lot of games. The Rams game, for example, at home. And uh, even last week, I mean, the fairness of Seattle, they've been quite exposed for an offence. They held them to 19 points. 
And I think that that will be ultimately where the game will come down to. Do I think they can withstand this uh, Saints offense with Dalton, the quarterback, and bearing in mind the injuries that they have with Thomas out and offensive line struggles? Um, I do think they'll have a good day again. And I think uh, Murray will find a way to do enough. I don't think it'll be overly present in terms of what we've seen up to now. I think it'll be consistent. And, uh, but at the same time, I think they'll do enough to offensively to put up enough points to win this game. So I'm going to go with the Cards to win on Thursday Night Football. Marcus? Yeah, Arizona are fast getting into that category along with the Minnesota Vikings and the Dallas Cowboys of never, ever bet on them. Because when you expect them to do something, they let you down. When you don't expect them to do something, they come out with something out of surprise. Um, for that reason, like Colin, the start of this week, I was leaning more towards the Saints. Then you dive into it a little bit more and you kind of go through it and say, well, actually, that Saints offense and defense combined, they're the worst turnover differential in the entire league. As Colin alludes to, they're not turning the ball over on defense, but they are giving it away on offense. Um, additionally, even though the Saints defense can lock Tom Brady up anytime they like, they're actually the 29th best defense out of 32 that's not good guys uh in terms of points conceded conceded this season so that defense which has so much talent in it is not locking teams down and locking teams out um i alluded to their run game and that's got going and that could be useful but the guys have covered it like the cards defense has been better than advertised there's the opportunity now for Kyler to do Kyler things and it's a Thursday night game. All they need to do is get to 13 points and they're basically guaranteed the victory. So for that reason, I'm going to go with the cards to edge the Saints with the Saints still struggling to get anything going in the passing game as well. Anish, Anish, um, I picked the Cardinals last week against Seattle thinking that they'd win and I couldn't have been more wrong as Brian guessed the 14 wins for the Seahawks this year one week at a time um, last week the Cardinals made history in their season by snapping their uh, first quarter scoreless streak and it was in the opening drive they had a, a field goal uh, after that how did it go well downs punt 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 downs fumble downs punt I'll keep going interception and the game ended. This offense and the way that Cliff Kingsbury has set this team up is shocking. And I've said for weeks now about how poor the NFC is and how if Philly don't get to the championship game, it's on them. And the whole lot of them should walk out and not come back. The NFC at the minute is disaster. The thing about the Packers and their offensive woes is they just need to gel more. They need to find maybe one wide receiver they can bring in and find a guy to get down the field. I have no confidence in any way, shape, or form in this Arizona Cardinals offense. I still don't believe that Cliff Kingsbury sees the season out. Um, and I feel that the combination of the running game between Kamara, I think, and Dalton will get the job done on Thursday Night Football. And I cannot believe I'm the only man picking the Saints. And big up to Jeffrey Bezos for... Uh, picking this game again. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. Um, maybe if the Saints put their back into it, they'll win on Thursday Night Football. Any final comments? I think, it, like, we talked about it the, before and earlier in the week in terms of, once again, the, the parity and the fact that this season, you've got, you've got to go all the way. Like, 
right now we are on course for the lowest uh, winning margins, right? It's eight, just over eight points. As I said, back, you got to go back to 1932 uh, when the, the Bears opened with three ties of 0-0. Zero, zero. And the, the overall on average in the league, it was still a larger winning margin uh, this season. There's so many teams that are similar. So absolutely, the, the Saints could win it. I picked them last week to, to beat the, the Bengals. I, I, I thought they would. Um, so it will it'll inevitably be a close game. I hope, though, as we move in, you know, we're past the the. 33% point of this season. I hope we actually begin to see more impressive offensive performances. We've seen the too high shell and the impact um, that that is having. And I would love to see, you know, some big plays. One of the most enjoyable seasons I can remember in a long time, if you ask me. And uh, I long for tomorrow night show when uh, we'll be previewing 13 more games. There's 10, 12, something in the region of 12 games. But yeah, an exciting weekend. They had some really interesting games coming up. Um, a lot more interesting, more so than this Thursday night game. But again, that's we go a long time without the NFL. We need to enjoy every every bit of it. Yep. Even the Bears against the Patriots, Mark. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Jesus, at least they're not the Broncos. Um, the, the benefit is, of course, that um, Thursday night games... If you want something to play along with, play Scorgami, the beautiful game of the trying to get games scores that have never occurred before. So tonight, I should have also said when I go for the Saints, uh, so when I go for the Cardinals to win, why don't we pick 15-11, which is a game in the 100-year history of the NFL has never, ever been scored before in a game to win a game. So 15-11 cards, Scorgami tonight. Michael, you heard it here first. Interesting. Um, if you are waking up on this fresh Thursday morning and listening to this podcast on the podcast network, check out our other episodes. Uh, Brian, look back on Monday Night Football with Hoagie Bear. You can still listen to that and hear Brian's lovely echoey Dublin tones. Uh, and also there's a podcast looking at the Arizona Cardinals and the current struggles or issues that they have on the podcast that we're going to mention. So do check it out. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, please give us a wee star really appreciate that and if you're on apple or any other podcast provider we'd really appreciate some feedback or comments or uh, a five-star rating would make columns day if you do want to get in touch with us info at irishnflshow.com some feedback we really appreciate it in the meantime um enjoy first night football and a full slate of podcast segments will be on your way from one minute past six on sunday morning with a preview for week seven at 6am on Sunday morning on the podcast network but for now it's all about